I'm on a mission. A mission to speak with the most inspiring people from all over the world. I want to know their stories. I want to know what stories they used to tell. And are those the same stories that they're telling today? Or did they redefine that story to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their dreams? I want to help them share their stories. Why? Because I know the power of the story. I know that it can make or break you. It can give you the world or it can tear it apart. There's always two sides going down in your head and you get to choose. Will I listen to the one that's trying to stop me or the one that keeps pushing? These are their stories. And this is the stories we tell. What's up, guys? It's your host, Jamie Messina. And this week, we have one of my favorite humans on TikTok, the gay Italian Nana with us. Her name is Monica. And I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. You're going to fall in love with her, I promise. But first, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, please go ahead and do that. And if you find value in today's episode or any of the episodes that you hear, please go over and leave us a five-star review. That's going to help me reach my goal of rippling out to at least a million people and also help other people find our podcast. You never know who needs to hear today's episode or any of the episodes um but yeah gay italian nana lover everything about her her smile is infectious i found her on tiktok and um you'll see what i mean let's just give it a listen here we go got it (laughs) all right i have listen monica yeah oh there's your last name i'm like i know you as the gay italian nana so (laughs) i was like i don't even know if i know her last name is it ben carrie ben carrie yeah yeah, I Italian. care about you a bit, Carrie. Technically, it's like Bancheri, but we'll go. With I actually it. know that. I took, I like immersed myself in Rosetta Stone Italian. So, like, yeah, mine's actually Messina. Messina. <laughs> I need Italian too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome, first of all. Thank you for coming. Um, When I first saw you on TikTok, I was like, who is this light? shining you're just like a bright light and uh we just had to interact <laughs> yeah uh I felt the exact same way about you and then my chaotic energy was like we're friends now that's what it is <laughs> and we were and we are <laughs> um so you started talking before I hit record I'm like wait a second hold on because let's just get this let's just shoot the shit so this is our first time like getting to converse outside of our videos you know I've, yeah. I've uh, stitched you a few times but can you just share with everybody who you are and kind of what you do yeah, I could do that. So hello, my name is Monica. You can call me Nana. It's actually a fun fact. Like my friends do call me Nana because I embody a grandma and I wear Birkenstocks to the club <laughs> and I have like candies in my purse and like I have everything in my purse at all times. Uh, but I am, I guess we'll, we'll say content creator, uh, late in life lesbian, first generation Italian Canadian. So my parents immigrated. Um, my sister and I were born in Canada and Toronto and, um, yeah, no, I use online platforms to really speak to mental health being, um, you know, very body positive. Um, I struggled a lot with, you know, like eating disorders and just overall body image growing up. And it wasn't really until I like loved myself and accepted Mm -hmm. me until, and that's when I started to flourish with, um, my body and my fashion because I was always fashionable, but I wasn't loving it. I wasn't confident in it. And I didn't understand why. 
So it wasn't until I came out. So I, I just use my chaotic energy to make some fun videos, occasional thirst traps too <laughs> here and there. And um, really just trying to focus on, you know, queer fashion and how they're, how you can just be yourself. And that's like the beauty, beauty of it, no matter what shape or size you are. Yeah. Well, first of all, your fashion is fire. I see those outfits you do with it. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, she's got it. I used to hate shopping and now I'm like, Oh my gosh, you can't get me out of a store. It's so funny. Like I hated them all. I hated it. Yeah. I still do hate malls, but I love shopping now, which is, I just hate the people and the crowds, but <laughs> why did you hate shopping? So I think with myself, uh, if we talk about like growing up, the social norms, Italian, Canadian, it was like, you are feminine and that is it. You wear dress, you wear heels, you have to look a certain way, you have to dress a certain way, you have to act a certain way. So that's kind of what I grew up with, right? And it was very much like ingrained in me from when I was a kid to have your hair done, have your makeup done, like you need to look and present yourself a certain way. And that kind of really, it, it really affected me. And I, I learned that this term is called compulsory heterosexuality. Mm. And what that is, is it's really going with the social norm. The social norm in an Italian household or majority of households is you date a man, you get married, you have babies, then those babies have babies and you're a grandparent. <laughs> and you're a nana. It <laughs> continues and it's like you get a house and like you don't have sex before marriage and all of this craziness. So that's what I grew up in. And I I dated men for the longest time. But it I think you asked me about fashion. So this is, you know, my ADHD is all over the place. I'm the worst for a podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> you can keep up. But I mean, in terms of that I I grew up wearing hyper feminine outfits and that hyper femininity, although I, I, I can pull it off, we'll say, I never felt super, super comfortable in it. I would always be tugging at my dresses, mm -hmm. tugging at my outfits, constantly asking my friends being like, do I look okay? Am I okay with this? I hated putting together outfits. It was like the, like I, I dreaded it. It was like, I have an event. Like I, I, canceled half the time because I didn't want to wear what was expected of me to to wear in, in my social circle. And and so I actually hated shopping. I hated getting dressed. And it wasn't until I came out and started, you know, changing my style and dressing for me mm -hmm. and not these social norms that I was like, oh, wow, I actually really like doing this. Like, I really like putting together an outfit. So yeah. that that that's a little bit there yeah like, I feel I feel that I feel that tugging at things and just like being like oh just feeling so awkward in your clothing <laughs> heels like why do I have to wear heels like I hated heels I never wanted to wear them mm -hmm. I had an obsession with them because I think they're beautiful but I absolutely hated wearing heels and so now I'm like oh I don't have to wear heels I can wear like a nice dress shoe yeah um, I can wear a nice loafer with a pant and be comfortable. I'm like, oh, this is, this is fantastic. Oh, you just brought me back. Like just thinking about being young and when we had to dress up and I used to be so jealous that the boys just got to put pants on, you know, yes. I'm like, I'll do that all day. Why do we have to wear this? And and anything sparkly or like sequins, I was like itchy and oh, it was horrible. 
And the glitter and the sequins goes everywhere. And, and then you uh, find that sequins all over your house. I'm like, why? Like, why am I doing this? I hate glitter. Um, I hate, hate glitter. It's it's hard to get rid of. Oh, uh, it's horrible. Like, no, you would not catch me in it. I was like, I just wear primarily like solid black outfits. Yeah. Oh my god. Wait. So tell me about this word, compulsory heterosexuality. Compulsory. Yeah. So I learned about it. I learned on it through TikTok, and then also I did my own research because TikTok did help me kind of realize and be like, okay, you know what. There was also many other signs, but it did guide me and help me, I would say. But compulsory heterosexuality is essentially growing up in a world where you're only presented heterosexuality and anything else is not okay or not the social norm or against a religion. So it's kind of forced down your throat a little bit and and forced down your mentality to to find a man, to marry a man, to have a baby. Like that is what compulsory heterosexuality is. There's no other options that are presented to you as a, as a child. Mm -hmm. And um, although my parents are very open to, you know, the 2S LGBTQIA community there, it was very much like, when are you going to find a boyfriend? When are you going to, you know, why haven't you found a boyfriend yet? All of my family members would say that. Like I, when I dated a man and I broke, broke up with him, like it was the talk of the town in my, in my <laughs> family. Like we dated for five years, all of my cousins and my sister married their first boyfriend, you know, wow. straight out of high school. And it, or if it wasn't their first, it was like their second boyfriend, you know? And, um, there I was, you know, premarital sex, dating a guy, and then was like, <laughs> I hated this. And I didn't know why I hated it. But when I broke up with him, I was like, I don't know. I just like, it's not for me. We were pressured. We were looking at houses. He was going to propose. Like, I think all of that pressure just kind of came down on me where I was like, oh shit, like this is actually serious. <laughs> and I'm still, I don't want to live my life like this. Like, nothing brings me, I love children. I just choose not to be a mother in my life. So I don't, I don't want to be a mom. And the fact that it was like, now you have your future husband. When are you going to give kids? I was like, ah, I felt so trapped in my own Oof. life. Yeah. I and imagine that's a lot of pressure. Luckily I came out when I was 18. So like kind of didn't, you know, affect me, but like, yeah, I imagine. So when did you come out again? I came out late. I came out uh, around 2930. Okay. So definitely later. Um, it's funny because when I was 24, 25, I actually, after the breakup, my first date I went on was a, with a woman mm -hmm. and she's my best friend to this day. I tell the story to everyone. So she's literally <laughs> my best friend, <laughs> which is so funny, but we had one of the dates I've ever experienced. Uh, we went for dinner, we went for uh, dancing, we played pool, like all of that. Went back to her house. And then I think the panic kind of <laughs> sunk in where I was like, oh my gosh, like this feels so right. So mm -hmm. I thought of every excuse in the book in my head to be like, you can't, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this. So, um, you know, my naive little self at that time was like, 
she doesn't have am I allowed to say like words on here like yes yes you could say you could say whatever she doesn't have a dick I don't know what I'm gonna enjoy not thinking there was others because my only experience with a a male was like it was a horrible sex life why (laughs) probably because I'm gay (laughs) it all makes (laughs) sense it all adds up so uh thought of every excuse and then I like fell asleep in her bed and we stayed friends and I would like, you know, slide in her DMs. We would like sext here and there, um, you know, and obviously our, we just stayed always connected. And then so when I finally realized I was gay, I messaged her. She's like, I could have told you that. When I met you. <laughs> but yeah, now she's my bestie. And we, so you, you didn't think that you were gay, like even though you were enjoying the date? So I think I was just very much in denial, like, and, and that is kind of like that internalized homophobia, right? Where I was very much a queer advocate. I pretty much um, only worked with gay men. I supported them. I loved queer culture, um, all of that. And I wanted to learn about rights and all of that. So I knew everything about it. And I was like the strongest ally, but there was that internalized piece that it was like no it can't be like I can't be this person in my family and they actually my family some cousins thought I was and actually approached me about it really and this is oh yeah and it's like why I went running back I just like went running I had like a toe out I was like okay I could kind of do it and it was in the same week that I went on that date Uh um but yeah they they approached me and they're like are you a lesbian? And I was like, no, no, I'm not. I don't, I, I like guys. I like guys. I can't be with a girl. And so I kind of suppressed those feelings for six more years. What, what <laughs> made them ask? So I had a very strong friendship with my friend. Um, when I look back at it, I was like, I could see, I could see the signs, you know, we did a lot of things together. Uh, We would always hold hands, every photo together, we were holding hands, we traveled together. Uh, We were pretty much naked all the time. (laughs) (laughs) What? So yeah, we were taking all the time, yeah, on vacation, like in the room, like she would shower, I would shower, we would maybe shower, like I would be in the room while she's showering, like it was just like, to me, I was like, this is my best friend, like it's normal, and uh, she also came out <laughs> later, but she came out, so she's bi. Um, but yeah, no, it was, I could see, understand, I could see, understand why. Cause I think when you saw the dynamic between the two of us, it was very much friends. best friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girlfriend vibes, you know, so they thought we were dating and, and they didn't really realize that I was also questioning at the time. And Again, I was like a very strong ally. So I was always posting about, you know, um, gay rights and all of these things on my social media before I was out. So I think people just assumed. Hmm. Um, and so I said, no, I wasn't. And and those cousins, I, I love them. And, you know, we've talked about it and they're the best allies. Um, and there, you know, there was a handful of other cousins that were like, you know, making a joke, being like, Monica's not a lesbian and cheers. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. <laughs> or <laughs> horrible, horrible. So when I came out, I I told my 
best friends first. And it wasn't really like a shocker, I think, because I've no one was shocked. I think I was the most shocked, to be yeah. very honest. So they weren't shocked. Um, my mom kind of, she she felt bad. She just felt that she didn't, you know, support me, feel like I could come out a little bit, which is a very fortunate experience because not everyone has that, especially in the Italian community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she would say things like, oh, so when you said, what if I bring home girls or what if I like, I would say all these things as like a child. She was like, that's, that was probably you hinting. She's like, I'm sorry. I didn't pick up on it. And I'm like, there's nothing to apologize. You know, I have to go through my own process. So there was that. I told my dad, my dad is a man of few words <laughs> and his, his words exactly were I know. <laughs> uh, so I was like, I'm so glad everyone knew and not me. Like, yeah. how did he know so he just know he just knew because of how you were I think so I think he kind of like saw it just from the you know how quickly I broke up with my ex I never brought guys around I never wanted to marry. I never wanted to I never wanted that typical path so I think in his mind he knew but I remember I was like hey dad so yeah I'm I'm, I'm I'm gay. He's like, yeah, I know. And that was the end of the conversation. Like there was nothing more to it. Um, and it's funny because like I'm now closer to my dad than I was prior because he's very much like, you know, in my last relationship with my ex-girlfriend, uh, like, you know, he, I went to him for advice. I was like, blah, blah, blah. And he was, he was telling me everything. And he's, he's like, I watched the drag race now. Like he's really trying <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's it's very sweet and it's very in, like endearing to see like an old Italian man with that mentality. So uh it, it's it's really it's really nice because not everyone has that, especially yeah. in Ita- the Italian ways. But um so it was really nice to have my parents support. Um some of my aunts and uncles were not <laughs> supportive. Really? But How no, so? but, um oh my goodness, I had like one aunt like hang up the phone on me when I told her. So she, she was like, oh my gosh, you're so stupid. And she hung up. And then like a few other ones, like my, my, my Zia's were like, let me talk to your Zio. Don't worry. Like, you know, and it's taken some time. Um, but I would say like, it's definitely taken some time, but they've all come around, which is really nice. Um, I, I don't see them often though, because I, you know, everyone's so busy and it's such a large family, but a few of them did meet my ex and they were cordial. Um, so we'll see. It's like, you know, there's some, <laughs> some are going to take it in their own way. And be like, oh, hello, friend. Yeah. Like some of them are going to say the friend thing. Some of them are, are going to say the girlfriend, you know. Um, but to me, it's like as long as you treat me with respect and whoever I bring around with respect, like that's what matters. And I think that's what my family, I'm fortunate enough that they will do that. Um, but it, but yeah. I, as long as like you know, my 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 parents are okay with it, and I'm very grateful for that because I know it's yeah yeah it's awesome and the very dreaded. So is this your friend? Yeah, <laughs> I will always get the friend. Like there's, I think you know a few people that I will always get the like this is your friend, and they won't acknowledge that it's more. Um, but I don't need them to acknowledge that it's more like that. That's it. I don't like, even know that they do that 
because they can't acknowledge it. I think they just don't know what to fucking say. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like my girlfriend, like you can say girlfriend, you know, but I'm, I think my cousins have really been working on some of my, my aunts and uncles, which is, which is nice. So. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I started watching Shit's Creek. Do you have Shit's Creek in oh yeah. America? Okay. Yeah. So like, I know I had some aunts and uncles be like, I watch Shit's Creek. I'm learning. I'm like, fantastic. <laughs> they're David fans. <laughs> yeah. They're David fans. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Well, all right. So you did, was it, it wasn't TikTok then that pulled you out of the closet? I think it helped me. I think it definitely made me realize there was a few reasons obviously all of the reflection I was like why am I only seeing lesbians and why am I so attracted to every single one that like I'm pretty sure I saw you and I was like god damn like done <laughs> yeah. solo you know um there's like you know a few a few others and I'm like wow like you know Amber and Rhea both of them I was like oh hell yeah double, double tap I was like both together I uh obsessed um you know so there, it helped me be like I think I need to do some reflection and then upon the reflection, I was like, you know what? It was something that the signs were very evident. And then with my last boyfriend, so I've only had two boyfriends. One was five years. The last one was three months. And we broke up literally a month after I came out. Oh. And um, Wait, a month after you came out? A month before, sorry. Okay. Before. I was like, what? Yeah, I don't know. It was like right before the pandemic hit. And then I like came out right at the pandemic. So, um, so we dated for like three months and there was a moment we were having like sex and I was, he says, I'm allowed to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about it as long as I don't disclose him, but I pegged him. I pegged him. I've always <laughs> wanted to peg a man. And I was like, I want to peg you. Like I have always been into the dom and the kink, uh -huh. um, with men I never really enjoyed sex but I, I very much enjoyed um that kinky side of like you know the BDSM with myself being the dom mm -hmm. and so I experienced that quite a bit with men but with him I was like I just want to peg you and as I was pegging <laughs> him, I was like this needs to be a woman and then and then mm -hmm. it made me link back so then it was like that plus the TikTok and the, it made me link back to my first date with my best friend where I thought of every excuse and I was like, I never thought about a strap before. Like I, I was mm. so young, I was so naive. So had I known about it, I think things would have been different, but I truly believe that the universe made me go through all of my learning sure. before I, before I came out. So yeah, it's a mixture of strapping my ex, pegging my ex, funniest it's the funniest shit like I just stuff that comes out of my mouth is oh I love it so yeah I was pegging him TikTok and then reflection it was kind of in that process that made mm -hmm. me realize I'm like yep I'm gay yeah and um and so I I started you know dating women and putting myself out there and it was during the pandemic so it was really hard but um definitely tried my best and then I met my ex and we dated for um, a year and like four months. So like in lesbian terms, that's, you know, forever. Nine we, years. Nine years. Exactly. <laughs> we told. She, we lived together. We did the whole shebang. Um, and then uh, we broke up last, 
last July. So that first lesbian heartbreak and Ooh. yeah. It That'll was, kill you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm still recovering and it's, it's almost a year, but really good learnings overall. And um, yeah, and now I'm just exploring and, and having some fun and getting to know me and what I like. I think that's a, that's an important part of you come out and then there's like this whole other thing of like embracing yourself. It's like, that's right. like, the right. Came out. Then it's like, okay, how do I want to dress? What do I really like? What am I looking for in a partner? Like different, all of this newness just comes at you that it feels like it honestly feels like a second adolescence, like truly feels oh, like a sure. second. I don't know. I've heard that. that too. <laughs> I, I came out when I was in adolescence. Okay. So, but I True, hear it I often, think- you know, I hear that often from people, you know, um, yeah, just like, but I also remember when I came out, I was so excited to start dressing the way I wanted. So like, but I like the pendulum, pendulum really swung. So I went all like, I was shopping at like Abercrombie kids, <laughs> boys, you know, and just rocking it. And then uh, it's kind of swung back in the other direction where I was like, then finally comfortable within myself because I got really yeah. fit and started wearing feminine clothes again, but then didn't really like the way that felt either. And now was in the middle and now I'm kind of on the other side again. <laughs> that's like the beauty though about fashion though like it really can grow with you like it doesn't have to, your style doesn't have to right. like stay the same it grows as you grow as a person and and as you learn about yourself that's what I I find absolutely it's, it's also based on energy like it's for sure based on energy for me when I dress like there are days where I do feel more you know feminine and and fun and I want to you know embrace my femininity I, so maybe I will wear a dress. I just don't wear it with heels. I'll wear it with like, you know, Converse mm-hmm. or something like, I'll make it my style. Um, and that's what I love about it. It's, I don't have to go that hyper feminine. I can still go feminine in my own way. Right. And then days where I feel more masculine and I'll rock a suit. And then there's days where it's like, I'm in between and I'm just, you know, a little bit of both mixed together. Right. So. You don't need to be stuck in, you don't need to pick a box and stay there. Oh, it's it's fluid it's open you can have fun with it and, and that's what I love about it is that Absolutely. you don't have to stick to a mold you can break out of it um so let's talk about this lesbian heartbreak why do you why do you think it's so much worse well I mean obviously maybe because we weren't really into men but yeah. you know everybody that first one really gets you I was not prepared like I'm actually like there needs to be some sort of warning signal that it like goes out. Like I was not prepared. Like, <laughs> so I think the words of advice and why I, it affected me is that the connection is unlike anything else. So with men, I, I, I do find men attractive. I didn't enjoy conversing with them. I never really opened up to them sexually. It was very much kink based and not necessarily like love making <laughs> well like you know it was very much like I'm gonna step on you with my heels today like that <laughs> yeah. you know it was very much like that and I never really got full like fulfillment out of it right so it was very animalistic to me it was just kind of to like get off where with with my ex it was connections on every single level it was like connections emotionally connections sexually connections mentally like there was every single thing you can think of like 
you just connect on like a way deeper level. And um, it just, it, it was a connection that I never experienced before. And I don't know if that's the type of connection that straight people have with each other, possibly, right? I couldn't tell you being in relationships with men, I never felt the closeness and the connection I did with my ex who's female. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I, I always laugh because we're like, Oh, everyone's like, Oh man, that first lesbian breakup. I'm like, I wish I could tell you it got easier. (laughs) It doesn't like just prepare yourself. I think that's like the biggest thing. Like it, you know, prepare yourself, hopefully stay with your first heartbreak. But at the same time, like there's knowing that like, personally, like I'm not speaking on behalf of others, but like with myself, I started dating someone when I first came out and who I am when I first came out and who I am today are very different people, like extremely different. So, you know, you can grow together as a couple. Absolutely. You can grow separately and make it work. And in my case, it was really just, um, needing to take a step back to focus on myself and, and see what worked for me and and be able to, you know, grow in that way. But it was hard. Like I loved her. Like it was like, it was a love that I never experienced before. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is shitty. I'm like, I still (laughs) want to be your best friend, but probably not. the. And that's why, you know, uh, it's hard being friends with an ex. And I think it definitely is possible. I've seen it be possible, but it takes some time, you know? So people need right. to heal. Uh, fun fact. One of my exes, I was in her wedding. I, I sing, sometimes I sing and uh, I sang the song that they walked down the aisle to. <laughs> and this was the girl that she was with like right after me. Oh my gosh. But like, I love that you two are friends and I think that's phenomenal. And I love that you have that like closeness together, yeah. because if you think of it, that is truly your best friend. Like it just might not work on like a romantic and long-term, but that's still, that's still your bestie, you know? So uh, it's, it's beautiful to see that you are friends with them and that yeah. you sang at their wedding. Like, <laughs> Right. And it's, they don't, they don't all play out like that, but I have uh, quite a few of them. No, they don't. No, but it's nice. <laughs> it's nice when it's Yeah. You know? Um, I love that. Yeah. All right. So warning, say, if you haven't had your first heartbreak yet, it's coming just, it's, I think it's a rite of passage. It's coming. It is a rite of passage. <laughs> It's funny because I talk about like, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm a baby gay. I'm like, when do I stop saying baby? Like, that's like really in my mind. I'm like, is there a graduation? Like, do I have to go through certain things in order to graduate from baby gayness? Like, I'm still looking. So I don't know. It's been three years, but should I? I would say say the heartbreak is probably a big one. You graduated. (laughs) I graduated. (laughs) From the heartbreak which was like whew. there's there's so many firsts that you kind of there, there's a lot I still say I'm a I'm a baby gay I'm just a seasoned baby gay yeah you're you're in your like toddler years yeah I mean like exactly I'm a toddler <laughs> I mean that makes sense I'm chaotic enough to be a toddler I have no spatial awareness like just yeah fall everywhere <laughs> I wonder all right so the heartbreak would be one I wonder if maybe um experiencing your first where somebody is anti-gay. Has that happened for you? Oh, yeah, very much so. I, um, as Toronto's very open, absolutely. Like, I mean, it's 
um, it's very queer friendly. Have I experienced homophobia? Oh, hell yeah, absolutely. Um, there's been many times where, you know, I, I got called a faggot, um, walking down the streets, people screaming at me. And, the, and this is in uh, just outside of Toronto and like what we call the GTA. But, you know, walking down with my ex, like someone literally was like, fucking faggots. Like there's, it, it's, it's horrible. I think putting yourself online as well mm. opens mm-hmm. you up to all of the homophobes. So it's yes, something it that... Um, Absolutely. If I've experienced, you know, I've been told I'm going to hell. Yes. Have I been told that I'm a Satan worshiper? Absolutely. Have I been, I I have been called everything like uh, so many things. And so there's the open homophobia and then there's sometimes, you know, um, comments or things that have come across from loved ones where they don't mean to sound right. queer. It's they don't mean to sound homophobic, but it's very, very homophobic. So, you know, I think it's something as simple as I'm a very fun person when I'm out and who I am bef- before, if I'm with, you know, my friends that are, are female, I, I dance and like, I, you know, I'll go up, like, you know, I grind up on you and like, I'm just a fun flirty person. And that has never changed about me. Um, but you know, when I did come out, it was very much like, oh, like, no, like, and I'm like, why? Like we used to dance like this all the time, but is it because I'm gay now? Like, you know, or, or, you know, if I'm like, I'm typically the hype person, right. And like bachelorettes and parties and things like that. And, you know, I've experienced some like, stop trying to flirt with her, stop trying to you know, get this person to date you. And I'm like, I'm literally just being myself. Like there's no change in how I've acted at a bachelorette or at a party before. Why is it so different now? You know? And that's where I'm just like, Oh shit. Like that is, that's tough. Because I am the same person. You all are my friends. Like I'm going to be acting the exact same way who I, who I go to bed with and who I love does not change the fact that, you know, this is who I am. Like I've, I did that beforehand. Right. Um, so that's kind of what I've experienced and that's been tough and conversations have been had. And I don't think, you know, they've meant to come out that way or, or whatnot. And I think, you know, they were maybe thinking it was joking and it's not a joke. Like it's not. Uh, so, and, and I just noticed that, you know, now I'm hypersensitive where if I say something to like one of my friends, I'm just like respectfully, like not trying to, you know, not trying to get home. You should come with me. Yeah. Not kind of like taking I'm, I'm like, no, I, I'm like, no, 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 not for me. Um, so that was kind of like the biggest, oof, like that, that's, that was a tough one. That one hit home. Cause I think it was, it was unintentionally done by those that I love. So like that hurt more than the people that I don't know, or on the street or, you know, saying names at me. I think when it's done by someone that you love the most, like that's where it hurts. Yeah. It stings. I yeah. had a, um, a guest on a couple of weeks ago who said, like the worst moment is when you think you have an ally and then they show that they're not. Oh, 
their colors. Yeah. It's so true. And like, I didn't realize, you know, even with, and they're not going to listen to this, so it's fine. So I can like talk about it, but you know, even with my mom and my sister on, on the weekend, we were talking about something and my mom didn't want to say like my, like, I always, I'm like, what do you want the lesbians to do and help when, you know, you're around the house and you know, the, we often go there for like pool parties, like me and my friends and we're all, yeah. we're all queer. Um, so I always say like, what do you want the lesbians to do? And like, she was uncomfortable saying that she was like, I don't want to say the word lesbians. And I'm like, but, but why? Like, you, you know, I'm, I'm saying it's a, it's okay. And she's like, I, I don't know. I, I feel really, and that's just learning on their end, but it it's very much like little comments like, like that, or, um, I know with my mom and she did, she didn't, doesn't do it intentionally, but when I was referring to my ex, it was like, she completely disregarded the fact that I was with a woman for a year and a half and lived with her. And she was like, Oh, like this person, she said my like male ex's name. And I was like, mm. no, like, yeah. you know, and it's kind of just like, are you just disregarding the fact that like, you know, you say you're open, you say you're accepting, but like, you're not going to acknowledge right. that I have an ex that is, hell, you know, and, <laughs> and kind of goes back into my mind of like that friend piece um, or the, it, it's like the little things that like, if I'm hosting at a queer event, cause I, I put on a lot, I don't put that many on for Toronto, but you know, I, if I'm hosting um, something, I hosted a big gay Italian dinner and I was like, it, it was for chosen family. And I told my parents and sister I'm like I would love for you to come and like be a part of this and really like being Italian all of that no one came so mm. that was tough you know so it was like but why don't you want to like it you know it's if the invite is there like there's a degree of separation that I'm slowly doing. and again like I'm very fortunate that my family loves me and accepts me but like there's some micro there's like microaggressions for sure <laughs> yeah um you know, and uh, I don't know where I'm going on. I'm, I went off on a tangent. You have to no. calm this ADHD. That's right. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I, I I can't even fault your mom because like for the first four years I was out, I couldn't say the word lesbian. Yeah. It felt, it's, it, it's it was hard. also a different time. You know, it was like the year 2000, you know, I just couldn't say it. I'm like, yeah. it sounds like a disease. I don't like it. And like, I had to like really get used to that word. Yeah. Exactly. And she, and she's, and they're, they're wonderful. And they're, you know, they're really trying, but she just felt so uncomfortable saying it. And I'm like, it's okay to say it. Like, it's a good, like, you know, good thing. Um, but she felt uncomfortable and I didn't want to push her or anything, but it's, you know, the small little things that kind of get to you, which is like not acknowledging the fact that I have a girlfriend and you know, not, not even like, I know it sounds so silly, but like if my male ex ever slept over at my parents, we had to sleep in different rooms. Mm-hmm. And, and when my ex came over, my parents, like, they were just like, oh, no, it's fine. You girls are okay. And it's like, if only you knew. Right. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, So it's like little things where I'm not complaining about that, you know, that (laughs) I can, I can openly bring a girl over to my parents and that's privilege and acknowledge that, you know, so it's, it's just that. It's little things here and there, but I mean, for the most part, I am fortunate. So, yeah. 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 So that's I, fun. Yeah. Not of- complaining about that part. 
No, never complaining. It's just, it's just funny. Um, so tell me a little bit about, so I, I, I noticed lately you've been making a lot of TikToks with, with your fashion, right? Like you did this little jumping thing where you kept jumping into outfits and they were like amazing. Um, but how did you get into that? And like, what, what was the transition there and and how, you know, I know you shared earlier that you feel more comfortable now. I, yeah, I think it's a, it's an evolution for me, right? Like it's, it's constantly growing and, uh, when I think of how I used to dress online, like it was very, again, femme sticking to that social norm stuck to me. And recently, like I really kind of found what suits me the most. And I wanted to bring that online. Um, and I also wanted to be able to showcase fashion for someone that is not you know, a, a skinny bodied and I'm, I'm not skinny bodied. I'm thick. I'm plump. I'm voluptuous. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. plus size, size, uh, 16 to 18, like I'm thickums, you know, and a lot of the representation that I saw online was more geared towards skinny bodied, uh, people. And there's very, there's very few, there are some amazing creators out there that showcase that. So I was like, I want to start showcasing you know, my, my fashion in that sense. And I think for me, my fashion is so fluid in terms of feminine outfits and and more masculine and in that androgyny. And, um, I wanted to break that mold and able to showcase differences in fashion out there. So I have, you know, my, my series, own personal content which is like you know get ready with me and like I'm doing the jumps and the transitions and things like that but then I also just started you know a new series that is specifically catered to all the different styles uh of of queer fashion and and that's you know showcasing um people within the community at, at you know events and there's no right or wrong way to dress and I think that's what's so beautiful about it is that when you come out, you, you you come out and you break the social norms of like marrying a man or or vice versa, depending. And now you're kind of living your life more authentically to you. And and I for myself, I stopped caring about what the social norms were for when I dressed. If I want it, I have an undercut. You know, you you have short hair, right? So yeah. I'm sure you kind of relate to it where it's like it's not the norm and. I I felt so wonderful when I got that undercut done. And I was like, oh, yes, mm-hmm. this, this is fantastic. And it makes me feel so much more confident. And it can really be, you know, affirming to someone like in, in the sense of changing something like a hair or changing how you dress can just give you that confidence that you need that that is not what you typically see on social media. And um, so I just wanted to, you know, help attribute to that. And, and, you know, maybe there's a baby Monica out there that mm-hmm. would see me and be like, wow, like she can really dress different ways and, and embrace her style. That's, you know, not accepted in, in, in where I'm from. And, and it gives that hope. It gives that inspiration. And I always say that, like, you know, with TikTok, it allowed me to see more of the community. And that's kind of why I was like, oh, it's all lesbians. Like, 
but it gave me like kind of that representation that lacked in regular media. Cause I think growing up, I didn't have much awareness to like, like lesbians. There was Ellen, there was Rosie. Rosie. Yeah, that was it, you know, (laughs) or it was like hypersexualized, you know? So I didn't have that. And it wasn't until TikTok where I was able to see differences um, that I was like, wow, this is, this is wonderful. So that's why I'm into it a little bit more. And also I'm just having fucking fun. Yes. Like I look forward to getting dressed every day. Maybe not every day. There's some days where I dress like I'm a hermit in like a trash can and I just wear my sweats and like baggy tee that are like stained with Cheetos on it. But like for the most part, I'm excited getting dressed. Like I'm excited to be like, what am I going to wear to this event? Like, how am I going to like, well, how do I want to feel? And I think that's the biggest thing is like, when I wake up, how do I want to feel today? I can't tell you. I literally can't. I can have, and this is the other learning is like, there'll be times where I have an outfit planned and I wake up and I'm like, I do not want to wear this at mm-hmm. all. And then I go for like a completely different, like, you know, look. And I, um, and that's what I want to showcase. So I'm really excited to do this new series. I have another series coming out, um, filming it this week, which is really exciting. I can give you a sneak peek. Yeah, give a sneak peek. Uh, it's, co- it's a series called Out of the Closet, mm-hmm. uh, where I will be going into queers closets, literally like- <laughs> friends, people I know, people I'm meeting at events. And I'm like, I really love your style, like would love to showcase your closet. So we're going to film the closet and then they have to put together a look in like three minutes or less. Oh my God. That's fun. You're going to get your own TV show. I feel it. I would love it. Like truly that would make my dream come true because I've always wanted to be on TV, but also I think it's important to show, show different sizes, different shapes, different styles. Like the more people can resonate with someone that they see, like it's, it gives you such hope and it makes you feel wonderful. And um, I, I really want to be able to use my platform to, to help people see that because I never saw it when I grew up. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I, I love what you're doing with fashion. Now I've I've definitely noticed the the last few. (laughs) So I'm excited to see what you do with that too. Thank you. No, it's really, it's really exciting to go into like the the fashion realm. And I never, if you've asked me like, even like two years ago, Hey, like, you know, you're going to do fashion content. I'd be like, you're absolutely joking. I'm like, get, get out of here. Like the way I used to hate it to the way I love it now, like it just goes to Mm. show that when you're when you love yourself and you embrace yourself, it, it things kind of shine through. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I get really passionate about it. And I think it's also like just the, from me and from, you know, being plus size, like it's, it's hard to see that out there. And yeah. so that's why I want to showcase all body sizes, like skinny body, medium plus, like, and all different types of fashion on those bodies. Like, Shorts, get short people in there. Oh my gosh, I I do. I have I have short. I have very tall. I have like it's it's genuine people, and I think um social media 
it's tough because it's like, if you're mask, don't dress like this and wear these things and do this and do this and do this. And it's like, but why? That's a norm. Right. Just if you want to wear bunny ears, by all means, I support it. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed because I, I wanted to take you to the after dark, oh. but we, but we don't have time because I have a call right after. So um, will you, will you come with me later to the after dark? Yeah. What do I, am I going to talk about pegging more and all? Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Are you down for that? Can we, re- can we schedule I'm totally, it? I'm, I'm totally down to do the after dark part. That was, yes. That's- all right. Okay. So a hundred percent, we have to schedule that. Um, But I have a few more questions for you here, at least one. Sure. So yeah. one of the, one of the things that I like to ask my guests is if you could go back and talk to your childhood self, um, what is something you tell her? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, but it's easy and tough at the same time. Let me, let me think about it. I think what, I feel like I'm on drag race when RuPaul's like, look at this photo. What would you tell your younger child, younger <laughs> self? Um, what would I tell baby Monica? I think I would say it's okay to think women are beautiful beyond just acknowledging that women are beautiful. I think that's like the first thing I would say. I would say, be confident in who you are. And fuck, fuck the social norms. Like, that's yeah. literally what I would say. Like it, I would, I would tell myself, believe in yourself. You're on the right path. What you're doing at that moment might seem like you are the dark sheep of family, and that's okay because you're gonna live your life for you. I think mm-hmm. that's what I would say because it's been very much. Growing up, I've always been that oddball of moved out before marriage, sex before marriage, you know, broke up with first boyfriend. Um, yay. You know, there's <laughs> there it is. There it is. There's so many things that I went on the wrong path. Like when I say wrong, uh, it's not wrong, it's the right path, but to the community I grew in, it was the wrong path. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very much like the why, but why? And I would just tell myself, be confident in the decisions you're making because you're doing it for yourself. And who cares what other people think? Who cares what other people say? You have one life, so live it yeah. and do it for you. We really do. Yeah. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a there we yeah. go <laughs> there you go um okay so yeah we're definitely having you back we're going to talk about pegging your boyfriend no just oh gosh, yeah please I mean him and I text all the time like I'm sure I could be like what am I I need to ask him what am I allowed to say or not but it'll be fun like I can well that one's text. private so the majority not, not just anyone can hear that one. we'll know it's it's uh patreon subscribers but <laughs> okay. I mean I'm pretty sure everyone wants to know about me pegging men so yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to know that? So um, cool. All right. So I really enjoyed this conversation. I knew you were going to be um, a pleasure just by your social media. And I'm so grateful for just TikTok and things like that to, you know, that it gets to connect me to people like you. I'm thankful for TikTok too. Like literally met you. You're an amazing human. And um, I love all of your content and positivity. And thank you for letting me do this. This is so fun. 
Yeah. Um, well, so I think yeah, there'll be more to come chaotic. for you. Totally okay, more well, to come. I'm for like you. Com- completely chaotic, and I should have warned you that I'm just like a blabbermouth, and I just keep going. Well, listen, like- we're both Italian, and we both have ADD, so it's fine. Okay, it's just okay. we just flow with it. <laughs> that. That's something else. <laughs> um. But exactly. So uh, let's just manifest a show for you. And, if you, you know, TikTok, have a couple viral TikToks. After I had a couple viral TikToks, um, casting directors would reach out all the time for different reality shows and stuff. So you never know. Never know. Maybe maybe you'll see me. You know what? It will happen. I'm using that positive energy. It will yeah. happen. I, I believe then, it. And then, and then you will be, you'll, you'll come on my TV show. I, I would love that. <laughs> you can dress me. I'm in the midst of a, of a you know, I don't want to dress like I'm in my 40s. I don't know how to dress like I'm young. So I'm like just learning what I'm liking. I'm like reevaluating my style these days. Yeah. Oh, I would love like that excites me. So, <laughs> well, um, and you're welcome in Tampa at any time. So you're not oh. coming to Gr- Girls in Wonderland. I'm not. When is that? Uh, two weeks. June, no, I'm not June 1st. No, I won't there, unfortunately. But oh, that's too bad. I have fun. Maybe next year. Yeah. And I will you know if I'm going to Tampa. I do love I do love the weather in Florida. So yeah. I do. I will. It's amazing. All right. Well, y'all, you'll hear her soon in addition to this on the after dark. So um until then. Thanks, everyone. Do I say bye to everyone? Goodbye, everyone. Yeah. Ciao. Buonasera. Buonanotte. <laughs> I love it. Wait, wait, say more things in Italian before we leave. <laughs> okay, so it's um grazie. And then you can say like buonanotte, ci vediamo. Parliamo. Can I just show you what book I have over here real quick? Stay yeah, right show here. me, show me. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Can you read that? Dirty Italian. Can you send me this? Like, uh, yes. I need to Should I just pick a page and see what comes up? Yeah. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Uh, okay. Dami un pompino. <laughs> I actually cannot. Like, give me a, give me a pompino. Like, depends on the pompino. Like, that is that, is that really? what I think? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm uh, pretty sure that's what it's, it's giving me. Or, or dummy il sultano. Dummy il sultano. 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 Same thing. It means the same thing, but it actually means blowy. Okay. Wait, we'll do okay. we'll do one more. We'll do one more. <laughs> Tell me what okay. to stop. Stop. Um this is this one's kind of dumb. Se non ci fossi dovrei inventarti. Say it again, but slowly. I'm gonna repeat se, it. Again. Se okay. non. Se non. No. Non like anyone. Non. Ci, se non. Ci. Uh, okay. Is it C H I? It's C I. Okay. Key. Yeah. Is it key or? Can key? I read it? Can I read it? It's gonna be backwards. It says, um, wait, let me find one I can actually pronounce. Like, this is where my hearing is like the word. My eyes are beautiful and shiny and brilliant. Like diamonds. 
like diamonds. <laughs> I'm like, that's not funny. That's sweet. It's I funny. know they mix dirty and sweet in here. They do, <laughs> and it's it's the the funniest because like I in Italian was my first language, but and it's like proper Italian, not the dialect. But because my parents were like super like strict, I don't know dirty words. Which okay. Is so I'm like, I know full like I know the romantic side. I know like full full-blown Italian but when it comes to like dirty words I'm like there's only a few that I know that I'm like oh my gosh like I realize I need to learn this now so, okay like, we got I'm... one more because I think I could pronounce this okay <laughs> la posizione alla picorina <laughs> the, the position of the vagina no p pig oh sorry I'm not pronouncing the e's right pecorina pecorina she- yeah, so like that's like a vagina like your your sheep is like sheep like, yeah it like, says it says doggy style but yeah. it says okay. literally so like, sheep style interesting yeah because I'm like my grandma would always call it like pecorala which is like a type of like it's I don't even know it's like, like, <laughs> but that um, would be vagina. yeah okay anyways this is a very interesting <laughs> wait we're gonna bring this to the after dark a hundred percent i will like teach i will teach people how to swoon people in italian i love it i love it all right well i'm down for that um and y'all so uh, we'll just keep them on their toes for when that's coming sounds perfect all right thank you so much for joining us thank you you have a great night too All right, that was Monica, the gay Italian Nana, and I know y'all are going to want to go follow along with her and her journey. All of her information will be in the show notes. You can find her TikTok, Instagram, all the things. I personally cannot wait for her to come back and come over to the after dark. I feel like that is going to be a super entertaining conversation, so I can't wait for that. That will be coming soon. Keep your eye out and uh, go follow her in the meantime. Until next time.